Kane, great to talk to you on the podcast. Good afternoon. <laughs> so um, for everybody who doesn't know you, who doesn't know what you do, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, <laughs> um, I'm with, uh, I've been training since like I was 12 years old. Um, and then um, I'm, I've been with Controlled Labs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Uh, since actually 2007, I've, um, and uh, for whatever reason, back in 2007, I posted a YouTube video of myself uh, doing 20 clapping pull-ups on a goalpost. <laughs> for whatever reason, that this is when YouTube wasn't that popular, you know, uh, more than 10 years ago. And that got like, you know, 2 million views, uh, those back then, which is nothing now, but, um, and for some reason, it kind of went viral, right? Pardon? It, it kind of went uh, viral, right? Yeah, yeah, at least in the fitness. Uh, you know, on bodybuilding.com. Uh, and then, yeah. And from that, I guess, people found me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, go on. <laughs> Great. So um, let's talk about training. So um, you're obviously in tip-top shape, yeah, in great condition. So um, what were your personal, like, most important realization when it comes down to training in general? So, yeah, please speak to that. I think um, a big factor in my, it's all about consistency. Yeah. And I think a big factor for me was that I actually just enjoyed enjoyed training so not like sure i had goals you know i want to get bigger biceps bigger chest whatever <laughs> but i actually enjoyed the training itself so i think that helped me being consistent all these years so like really being consistent is like really really important right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean um I think it was, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bill Starr. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old, old bodybuilder, right? Yeah, well, he was like the strength, strength and conditioning coach for John Hopkins University. So he was the one who developed the 5x5 five five program. Uh, but he, even he was like saying, you know, it's, be, it's better, something along the lines, it's better to be consistent on a flawed program than inconsistent on the most perfect program. <laughs> I love this. So, yeah. yeah, it's all just about being consistent. I mean, like anyone else, you know, I've had my ups and downs, but even now, lately, because I've been spending most of my time uh, painting, painting, right? Painting vaginas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my motivation to the go to go to the gym has decreased lately and so but I'm still finding you know, I'm still going four to five days per week, but before I used to go like seven days per week. 
Yeah, I, I also know that you really like to live twice a day. So, um, yeah, you, you, you obviously don't do it, but, but it's like really extreme, or isn't it? Uh, yeah, but like I said, because I enjoyed it. But it obviously um, has worked for you, right? It has worked for you, like, perfectly. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, you know, um, I think I have to increase the volume again if I want to. Like, you know, I could say that I'm not in the same shape I was when I was younger um, because of age, but... My training has changed. I'm not training as hard, so that's a big factor too. You know, if I bump up the volume again, if I'm training, you know, 10 times a week, I'm sure I could get, you know, very close to Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, are you because I think like a lot of coaches or Instagram coaches or coaches in general are like really religious about certain training protocols. Why right? they say, oh, you only have to do like uh, full body splits or you only have to do like five uh, days per week training or something like that. So could you please uh, speak a little bit about your your um, like what what are your favorite training uh, protocols? Right. Or maybe also the, the training protocols that you like to see. Um, that your clients are using along the lines, right? The only training protocol that I actually don't give my clients, no matter, you know, even if they're, they disagree, uh, is the body part split. I don't do just, you know, one day chest, one day back. Ah, okay. I always do... If I do a type of split, it would be like, at the minimum, it'd be like a upper body push. So that would include chest, shoulders, triceps, or upper body pull, which would include a type of pull-up, a type of roll, and biceps. But that's the, I would never just do, because I still believe in higher frequency and higher volume for the most part. Okay, so so basically, um, you're a big believer in, in higher frequency and higher volume, and I just think that like like a, a four days a week split or five day a week split, um, the volume on, and the frequency w wouldn't be like good enough, right? Yeah, like it's it was only recently, uh, for for about two years, uh, no, yeah, almost two years, just recently, I started playing with uh full body, not only three times a week, usually most full body programs three times a week. I was doing full body six to seven days per week. Six per, oh, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I was, it was interesting. I was fine. Like, I mean, um, I was getting stronger and yeah, in terms of even body composition, I, you know, um, so even now, Like when I do a full body for myself, a full body split, that would include a vertical pull, like a pull-up. Vertical pull, yeah. Horizontal pull, like a roll. Vertical push, chest. like ver I mean, horizontal push, which is bench press or oh. chest. Vertical push, which is shoulders, a type of overhead press. Uh, and then lower body knee dominant or hip dominant. So 
on the lower hip dom uh, knee dominant that would be squats, leg press for the quads pretty much. And then yeah. on the other day it'd be for hamstrings and glutes. Hamstring and glutes. Okay. So um like what are the rep ranges that you personally use and that you um like to give to your clients? Like what what are your favorite or do you even have like personal favorite rep ranges that you use? And um actually one of my favorites lately especially is um ten sets of five. Ten sets of five, okay, cool. Yeah, but this is only and the way I do it is I start the timer on the first rep, all right? So I begin each set at the beginning of the following minute. So it's not even one minute rest, depending on how long five reps takes you. If it takes you 10 seconds, there's 50 seconds rest. But I start the uh -huh. timer at the beginning of every minute. So the entire workout takes less than, like, takes 10 minutes. Okay, so like really like interval uh, training, right? Like really, really short rest and then hit it, right? Yeah, but okay. because of the, it's, because it's only five reps, you can go slightly heavier, but not really that heavy because the yeah. brief rest time. And because you're using such like lower weight, the volume is high enough, I think, to compensate for that. Yeah, and 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 what what are you um, like usually using like or, or your clients using like um, the the typical eight to twelve uh, web range or like do you do you vary things often? Um, yeah, speak speak, speak um, to a little bit. With clients, I like to periodize things. So usually, Period. if if it's a new client, maybe the first two weeks it'll be just three sets of eight. For most exercises, and then it'll be, and then I that's for the main exercise, and then usually say I throw in an accessory that would be 10 to 12 reps, usually set of 10 to 12. But on the first exercise of each, where you know that's when I'll put 10 sets of five eventually, yeah, eventually it's a long process. So usually I'll first go, you know, develop their strength, so three sets of eight, and then. If I periodize, get down to four sets of six, but then slowly build up. So three sets of eight, four sets of eight, then four sets of six, and then five by five. And, you know, and at times if it's a more strength, a bit more strength, I'll do eight sets of three. Eight, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but that's periodized over. Over uh, like three months or? Yeah, at least over three months, yeah. At least, okay. So, um, because, like, a lot of coaches, like, they periodize, like, every four weeks. Um, how do you, like, personally like to do it and, and do it with your clients? Like, every two weeks, right? Or Yeah, uh, every two weeks and even sometimes a slow well, Just not exactly. It is periodization, but I'm just, like, playing with the numbers, you know, slowly either ramping up the volume or lowering the volume and increasing the load, whichever, one or the other, right? Ah, okay. Like, so, mm -hmm. I, in recent years, and I don't know, like, uh, I'd like your opinion on it too, because, but in recent years,
you know, when clients come come to us because they want um, optimum, they want more muscle, more muscle, less fat. Okay, but yeah. general, you know, like everybody, right? They want to, they want that, but um, and I understand they want the fastest way to get it. <laughs> True. But, but now you know it's me. I've been thinking maybe it's because I'm getting fucking older, but uh, maybe expedient being expedient isn't exactly optimal. Does that okay. make sense? Like yeah. you want faster, more muscle, and you know the thing is how much muscle can you get in three months? That's natural, or in a year. And but then you know say say you gave someone the program and they're they respond to it really well and they gain, yeah. you know, a few pounds or 10 pounds in a year, See, yeah, you know, which is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, but maybe because, you know, you, you put, you know, progressive overload, you made them get stronger, but maybe they'll, they gain that 10 pounds. So they reach their peak in maybe their physical peak in maybe three years. All right, but then because of the wear and tear in their body, by putting on reaching their physical peak, maybe their whole they can only maintain that physique for like five years. Now, if they took six years to get to their physical peak, yeah, maybe they can maintain it for longer for like twenty years. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a crazy theory, right? Yeah, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, and now, you know, I'm, I'm really, and I never thought about it, but I really, yeah, longevity matters to me now, you know, yeah. it does, like, who wants to be in shape for only, you know, like, two, three years, like, it should be a lifetime. Yeah, when I'm 50, I want to look like you. <laughs> How old are you? Old are 24, you 24. Holy shit, you're not even half my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um like like because i also think that a lot of people they try to really wash uh, the muscle gaining thing and um they put on a lot of fat fat right and they they look kind of fluffy but um you always stay like at really really low body fat levels like um please share for everyone who's listening like how do you do it how do you like gain muscle and actually stay lean like all the time right because We know you are in perfect shape, so um, <laughs> we speak to that. Um, I'm anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> Come um, on, and you're eating so many burgers and, and donuts. And <laughs> but there is a point, like, I, I don't, you know, the, the heaviest I've ever been, I'm... Uh, 178 centimeters and the heaviest I've ever been okay now I only I don't even know in kilograms in pounds it's like 188 pounds what is that in kilograms 188 uh, must be like it must be like a 180 is like at, 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 uh, 82 kilograms yeah 82 okay it must be around 80 85 or something yeah That's the heaviest I've ever been, like, and that was only for maybe a month. The heaviest, 
I never could get past one. I couldn't get past 187 for whatever reason. Even <laughs> the way I do. But like when I do photo shoots, um, about before in the past, I was like 170. For but the heaviest, I, most of the year, I and, and 170 up. must be like really shredded on 510, right? That's for for me. Yeah, that's the yeah. I was, but like right now. I think um, I would probably have to be even lower, like 165, to be in the same condition. Ah, you, you, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because so you, you right think now, so, lost a little bit of muscle, or, yeah? I think so, like, um, I've had lower back issues the past few years, yeah. and uh, even back in 2017, like, Every from L1 to SI, every disc is either herniated or bones. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. So back in 2017, I started dealing with sciatica like really bad. Um, I could what's, what's that? Pardon? What's that? The thing you, you've talked about? Sciatica. What, what, what is it? It's a nerve on the lower back. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a nerve pinch on ah, okay. my left leg. And Got it. Yeah, Got it. I actually lost like 15 pounds and most of it from my left side, my left lower body. Um, that's why actually in recent years, I've been training my glutes because one side... Um, It's smaller than the other side. Like, <laughs> I, I even on the glute and my calf. Um, two years ago, my right calf is uh, 16 inches, and my left decreased to 14 inches. So I lost. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I lost 15 pounds and mostly on the left side, but I regained a lot of it. So it's been coming back, but. It's still quite a bit weaker. <laughs> so um, let, let's talk about like training volume. So you obviously like to uh, vary like the rep ranges and the exercises, but um, how is your approach? How does your uh, approach look like when it comes down to training volume? You also like to vary the training volume every two weeks or and paradise it. Yeah. 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 But um, my volume is like pretty high generally like 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 how many sets um well but remember okay just like i said earlier if i do 10 sets of five in many ways that equals like to five sets of five because okay. the of five is only remember very brief rest times yeah so that has to be taken into consideration okay. also. but generally um For myself, for example, uh, if I need to get a quick workout in, uh, I generally try to get 50 reps for the exercise that for that body part. Like say for say I'm gonna do leg press, yeah. I'll try to do either something like 10 sets of five or five sets of 10 or you know something around 50 reps 
four sets of 12, or if it's real, if I need to get really fast, three sets of 15, something yeah. like those lines. So, but then if, depending on how I'm programming, so if someone's only training three days per week, it'd be probably, you know, it'd probably be two to three exercises per body part. So, like, um, in, in what kind of time duration are we talking about? Like, like 30 minutes or what is a quick workout for you? Uh, yeah, a quick workout for me is an hour. An hour, okay. <laughs> so, so in an hour, you would uh, like to get like 50 sets in, right? Um, no, 50 sets. Um, well, yeah, again, it depends around... It depends, yeah, sure. Yeah, but uh, an hour, that, yeah, that's a fast work. Usually, both my workouts are closer to two hours, two and a half hours. Two hours and two and a half hours. And, and like, what kind of volume are we talking about in, in this time frame? Um, well, okay, say if I was doing a, a designated upper pull, upper body yeah. pull. Uh, I would begin with probably like 100 reps of pull-ups. I begin most workouts with pull-ups. Not all, not all at once. I'll do intervals again. I'll do either six to eight at one minute intervals. Until okay. I feel like 100. Uh, and then I'll do probably something like Maybe 10 sets of five of headlay rows. Yeah. And then I'll do single arm dumbbell rows for, you know, maybe four sets of 12. Four sets of 12, okay. And then maybe I'll do uh, standing pullovers or stiff arm pull down with this way. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also for four sets of 12, and then I'll do something for the biceps, reverse curls, variable curls. Also, probably get like four sets of per exercise, even, you know what I mean? At the, or three sets of 15 at the higher end or whichever. But yeah, yeah that's what I would, and then after I do that's the upper body pull. And then I would still do one, one or two lower body, either like, you know, one for the quads, one for the hamstrings or glutes, and then an upper body push as well, just one exercise. One exercise, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so that, so that would be an upper, an upper body push for me, but I'll still do everything else, but with less volume, only one exercise then, yeah. Yeah, so like, like um how many sets like roughly it would be like like 100 um so like roughly no it'd be closer yeah it'd still be about closer to not not including the pull up it'd be closer to 50 sets it would ah oh, okay, okay so yeah. so do yeah so do you like 
personally also like to use uh, those kind of uh, training protocols on your clients like also like a very high volume approach or um do you only use it for yourself um with my clients most of my clients if they've been with me a while i have them specially performing at the beginning of almost every workout you know if, even if they've been with me for within six months or up to a year i'm already having them perform 50 to 100 pull-ups at the beginning of every workout at minimum <laughs> i love this yeah so i'm very much think for a higher volume like like not quite as heavy with the weight yeah i still think you know progressive overloads necessary they need to get stronger okay but yeah i'm just sort of very cautious about injuries so basically, yeah. But there's injuries also from too much volume, right? There's wear and tear. So it has to be balanced. Balanced. So um, basically, like, strength uh, should, should be a side effect of the high volume, right? But you don't really try to, like, um, focus on, on strength only, right? Yeah. Like, um, especially not maximum strength. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, I remember, um, I think this guy is a, he got his pro card now. Uh, when I was a personal trainer at the private gym, one guy, he used to compete. He won, he won Mr. Canada, he won, he won, he won Mr. Mexico, but uh, he never got his pro card at the time. Um, and... I was asking him, I remember, uh, how much he can bench press, well, what, it, what his one rep max was, and he said he had no idea. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't train that way, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need to, right, not for his goals. I mean, yes, he was on, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, the enhancement, right, yeah. <laughs> but. But still, you know, I mean, you don't really, if you're, unless you're a strength athlete, you don't really need to practice your one rep max or even know it. You could know it, you know, the theoretical one rep max by, you know, but I don't think you even need to go below three reps at any point, not especially, or even five reps, especially hypertrophy is your main goal and staying injury free. Yeah, so so um, if our listeners they want to like like have their personal like best physique, um, your advice would be don't focus too much on the strength thing, right? But progressive uh, overload is still important. You need to still focus on strength. Okay. But just not the one rep max. Try it's, to get stronger. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, let, let, let's give our listeners like something practical. Like what would be your, your best advice for everyone who's like in the beginner stage in, in lifting weights and maybe also for, for, for the advanced guys? Like what would be your, your best advice before we talk a little bit more about flexible dieting and stuff like that? Best advice for training? Yeah. Like, get right. Um, I, okay, with my with my friends and my family, uh, 
you know, since since 2010, when I turned 42, I celebrated my birthday by doing 420 pull-ups. <laughs> That's been since 2010, so nine years. I did uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, 510 pull-ups I did. Um, and even for you, I'm saying, you know, anyone that is remotely serious about fitness, about their goals, yeah. do this. <laughs> Start celebrating your birthday by doing 10 times your age in pull-ups. You're 24. Right. If you can do this, like 240, when's your birthday? At 20, 20th May, May, 20 May on May, yeah. Do it. I, I'll do it. No, in one month, one month, in one month. <laughs> yeah. No, but imagine if you do this, I have my niece. She's turning 13 on Tuesday. She's been doing it since she was 10 years old. Uh, but imagine if she continues doing this until she's 50 or 60 Whoa. that requires a level of fitness you have to love, maintain a level of fitness yep. to, to do it like even if it takes you three hours or four or six hours it still maintains you know i mean maybe when i'm 70 if i'm still doing it maybe it'll take me three hours but It'll maintain a level of fitness for your entire life. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, not, it's not even that difficult. Because, but you have to be able to maintain that level of fitness throughout the year. But then it'll be something, you know, my nephews and nieces, they're doing it because I'm their uncle out of yeah. <laughs> But they don't understand how important it is, right? Why I'm getting them to do it. Yeah. Just, and you know, that'd be my best gift for anyone is, you know, if they can adopt this practice, you're going to be in shape compared to the general population for us, for all your life. Great advice. Amazing advice. Okay. I'll no, that is what I would rec That is what I would tell everyone. To, <laughs> and I get my clients to do that too, to celebrate that way. I, I also know that you uh, celebrate at every beginning of the year. You do like 2,000 push-ups, uh, pull-ups, oh. right? But but that's like really insane. That's like a big, big number, right? Uh, so speak about that because I love this. Yeah, um, that I don't recommend for everyone. I think it's <laughs> But I do think it's a great goal and that anyone could, I mean, but um, that's harder to maintain. Um, that's uh, like a little less fitness. Well, back in uh, 2012, I opened my own uh, studio. Oh, okay, cool. For my personal training clients and just for myself because I like, so I equipped it with the equipment that I wanted that I didn't find at the gyms I went to nearby. Um, so I had a platform, I had a glute ham raise, um, and 
But since I had access to the gym, you know, 24-7, it was just a whim. I decided, you know, for New Year, for at the end of the year 2013, I would try uh, 2013 pull-ups. Um, <laughs> I didn't prepare for it, but I was doing already pull-ups a lot in my own program. Um, and it took me seven hours and 13 minutes. <laughs> That's and, so crazy. And then, um, since then, I decided to do it almost every year. I did 2013, and then in 2014, I did it in five hours and 35 minutes. That's my best time. And then 2015, my, I couldn't do it because my lower back oh, shit. for a week. Uh, 2016, I did it in six and a half hours. <laughs> No, 2016, yeah, in 2017, it took me nine and a half hours because I burnt out. <laughs> in 2018, um, I had a shoulder injury, so I just did 1,000 and did 1,000 push-ups. Only, only, right? <laughs> and then this year, I did it in six hours and five minutes. I think oh, I man. six hours. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so I really, I'm hoping, you know, I can do this for at least another 10 years. I know time may take slower, maybe. I still think I can still improve. I think I can still beat my best time. But, you know, being realistic and everything, like injury-wise, you just yeah. have to get more injured as you get older. That's, that's the only downside. <laughs> True. Um, so, so let let's talk a little bit about uh, flexible dieting. So, um, I know that that you're a big believer in flexible dieting. So, could you please uh, speak to that? Um, that you know, now it's called if it fits your macros, right? Okay. Yeah. But um, and that they first coined it that back in I think. Either 2010 or 2011, something along those lines. Um, but back in 2005, on some of the forums, you know, I started reading about, you know, Lyle McDonald. He's written a few books, but... Uh, ah, he, he also joins the podcast. I already have an appointment with him. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, he's a great guy, yeah. Uh, really intelligent. Yeah, good luck, though. Uh, I've seen some of it, the way he responds to people. Oh, shit. He's like a, a bit, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta see it, man. That, that could be interesting. I, I'm afraid to add him on Facebook because he'll troll anybody that adds him. <laughs> so, but I follow him. I mean, yeah, um, but it was prob probably with him. But um, back in summer of 2013, I decided to experiment with uh with hitting my calories and my macros purely with uh kfc instead of fried chicken and uh burger king. Uh, <laughs> i did that for six weeks and how did you feel 
How was your energy in, during that time? How was your energy and how did you feel? It was it was fine and I really I enjoyed my you know and I got I got leaner in six weeks. I just just found that and after that you know I incorporated like I never ate purely clean. I hardly I never really did eat that clean in the first place but after that you know I realized I played around with different protocols but I realized it doesn't matter where you get your macros from right and yeah so people would be I would eat my donuts even even the gym where I would train clients at a lot of the personal trainers there it was back in 2010 2012 they didn't believe in they didn't believe in it you know and They would be like looking at me, what eating KFC or <laughs> or McDonald's in front of their clients while their clients are on treadmills. <laughs> but, yeah, they're just pretty funny, but yeah, that's how I got into that flexible diet. Like I know I should still eat a lot cleaner than I do. But I still eat the same way. Like my main, I have protein shakes, but most days my main source of my main meal, one meal every every day is ramen. You know the instant ramen. Ah, yeah. Add hot cool. water to. But then I add I add a uh, rotisserie chicken for the protein. I, I have about 150 grams. I maybe I'll add an egg. Um, cheese, maybe a few vegetables, maybe, maybe, <laughs> and but yeah, and I have that pretty much every day. So that's my main meal for protein. Raymond noodles, right with chicken. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, I so, so I know I should eat cleaner, but just like I was talking about earlier with training. What matters is actually consistency. You know, like before there's the people that would eat super super clean, you know, six days per week, but then someone brings in a donut and they'll they'll binge. Yeah, exactly. Because it's always just within, you know, yep. there's like almost a type of tunnel vision until it opens, until it turns to the donuts. <laughs> so um like you 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 are a big believer in inflexible dieting so um your clients do you always also like uh, recommend to them that they should get their main protein source from like ramen noodles and chicken or <laughs> no no but no but i'm not against it um, okay so what i do with clients i'll send them the target macros that I wanted to hit the calories, say, you know, if it's 2,200 calories, 165 grams protein, whatever, you know, and then uh, I'll send them, I usually have them tell me like in a questionnaire what their favorite foods are, what they like to eat, rather, you know, at fast foods also give me examples. And then I'll send them a sample meal plan that incorporates, you know, 
if they like uh, pizza, how to incorporate the pizza or whatever they like to eat. Just a sample, but then it's up to them to follow it or to change it around or, you know, salt, they hit those calories. So um, let, let's talk about like macros. So um, like a lot of coaches are like big believer in high carb. Um, or a few are like, they say like protein doesn't matter, right? I, I've also heard this one. So like speak about like the ma macro like uh, ranges that you like to, to see for you personally, maybe or also what you um, seen that that what kind of uh, rep, uh, not rep ranges, but macro like breakdowns have worked for clients of yours, like um, 40 percent like protein. And yeah, you just speak to that. It, it varies. It, it varies. Yeah. Um, okay, for myself. Especially the past two, three years, um, all I focus on is calories and protein. It doesn't matter, you know, so I just get my protein requirement and thought I stay within whatever my calories are. I don't care if it's high fat, low carb, or high carb, low fat. You know, so they're both adjusted. With clients, generally, I try to gradually reduce their fat. So I wanted a high, I prefer higher carb and slightly lower fat. But again, I tell them the main focus is on calories and protein and then carbs and fat. So long as they stay within the calories, you know, I don't, I just have my preference because I, you know, yeah. but I don't, uh, I make it a point to tell them that those are like the top two for me, calories and proteins. So, um, like, are you a believer in like one pound per body weight or uh, protein or like? I know, uh, I, I think, uh, Late, for a while, I've been experimenting with a lot less for myself. Okay. For clients, generally, I generally go by one gram per pound. At one gram, right, yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, I think uh, it was, um, is it Menno Hesselman? Have you ever talked to him? No. But I know him. I know him. Yeah. Uh, he had a debate even with Eric Helms. You know, ah, okay. I think, he also I think, does a podcast, yeah. Because Menno, he, he found it's like 1.8 grams per kilogram. Per, yeah, per kilogram. He was saying 1.8 grams would be would be enough for of, enough. of your lean body mass. But no one knows what their lean body mass exactly is, for one. True. And just because of, you know, when you eat bread, if you're looking at the, even when you eat bread, if you look at the macros, there's protein in it. But that's not exactly the best type of protein. That's yeah. a complete amino acid, you know, the essential amino acid. So 
I'd rather aim for one gram. Or, you know, even though you, they, most people can get away with 1.8 or even less, I'd say. It's just to take into account the, the type of protein they're, you know, so, yeah, I generally start stick with one gram. Okay. For most, for most people. If they're especially, especially, if they're in a deficit, it depends. Sometimes I increase it, sometimes I lower it just so that they can get enough carbs and everything else in. Yeah. So um, at the end, I always ask like five personal questions. But before I ask those questions, um, like what will be your best advice for everyone who wants to get in shape for the summer and who want uh, who, uh, for everyone who wants to stay like like really, really lean um, the whole year? Like what would be your best advice? Um. Well, my best advice for it, for some, for the general population or for, for fit or people, fitness in the gym already. Yeah, fitness in the gym already. Okay. Um, or maybe both. <laughs> well, you know what? And there's a long-winded way to say, um, I now, I've been getting a lot of my clients now also to do, to begin their workouts with one mile run. One mile run, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do cardio to get lean, you know. I prefer to do minimum cardio when, especially when leaning out. Uh, And that used to be my thing. Everyone, you know, especially in the competitors, there was like the whole that you need to do fasted cardio. Yeah. And that's not, you know, studies haven't proven that. Uh, but then you should, but if you don't do the cardio, your calories have to be lower. So you have a choice there. But um, I think everyone should be able If you're serious about, you know, or even semi-serious about your fitness goals or whatever, everyone should be able to run one mile, even like a 10-minute mile, without that affecting the workout. Does that make sense? I mean, if you run one mile and you're too exhausted to even do the rest of your workout, you know... That's what you should worry about first, rather than trying to get, you know, 16-inch biceps or whatever. Because, you know, if you have optimal conditioning, general physical preparedness, I think is the term to use, that means your body is in good enough condition to recover from the optimal volume to gain whatever you want to gain. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So, Develop your conditioning where you can run one mile at the beginning of every workout. Like, I, I can't right now because of my lower body, my left leg. It, it doesn't respond to, I can't run for long. Um, so maybe it's because I think most people would take that for granted. 
So, you know, I mean, maybe because of that, I value it now. I value the fact, you know, I value walking. I can't believe that, you know, I'd rather have 25-inch legs than, you know, being able to do the basic things of uh, running, walking, jumping, being a kid. You know, I mean, perspective. (laughs) <laughs> i love this um i think your advice has been so great um so um let's jump into the personal question so the first question would be um what is your or what are your like three uh favorite books three favorite books uh, i i guess uh I, I, I studied uh, literature yeah. actually at university, but uh, I didn't graduate. I was like three credits shy from getting my oh, English sh- lit degree. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't like any of her other books, but One of my favorite books is actually Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. Great book, yeah. Yeah, but I don't like her other books. But that one, I don't know. The strength of the individual, right? Uh, The Fountainhead. uh, And at the time, it resonated with me. Uh, But Stephen Wolf. By Herman Hess. Ah, yeah, I, I know this book. Great book. Uh, Herman I'm, Hess is like a great author. Like Siddhartha is also a great book. I love Siddhartha. Yeah. Uh, I read awesome. that in high school, but um, I think I've read almost most of his novels. I love Herman yeah. Hess. Uh, <laughs> He's also German. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, And the brothers Karamazov. Ah, okay. I never heard of of this one before. Uh, Dostoevsky. Ah, okay. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah. uh, And the thing is, I actually read that book, and that's like over a thousand pages, right? Yeah, it's like a really big book, but I think like most of his books are like really, really long. I couldn't even finish Crime and Punishment. I couldn't finish it. I've been, I tried to read it so many times. But um, I read The Brothers Karamazov because like, I'm a big comic book geek. Yeah. And in one comic book, just back in 1987, the character said that Blue Beetle was having a conversation with in Justice League, the comic book Justice League. And yeah. then the characters are saying that their favorite book was The Brothers Karamazov. So <laughs> I thought that must be a great you know, book. That must be true, so I read it. <laughs> but, and, you know, it didn't occur to me that it was the writer of the comic book writing about, you know, his own reflections about things. Yeah. You know, but it was just funny. But, yeah, that's why I read it. <laughs> um, so um, let's talk about movies. Like, what are your three uh, favorite movies? Uh, that's easy for me. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. 
Oh, I love this movie. Yeah, great movie. Great, great movie. Uh, and this, I don't know if you'd be familiar with it. It's uh, it's from the sixties. Uh, Cool Hand Luke. No. Paul Newman. And uh, True Romance by Tarantino. Like True. Tarantino wrote it, but uh, I think Tony Scott directed it. Ah, okay. Tarantino wrote it. <laughs> you that? No, no, but but I but I have to, right? <laughs> you have to. True romance, you have to. True romance. Okay. So, um, what is the most useful product or service that you have bought in the last few months or years? The most useful product? Yeah, or service. Uh. <laughs> you know what? It, as silly as it sounds, uh, the Bluetooth speaker. Ah, okay. The Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> um, I don't know if you wanted me to mention it, but you know that I'm a big. Uh, it was like April 20 yesterday, 420. Yeah. Yeah, but you uh, <laughs> I know I know. No worries. <laughs> you can talk about everything here. <laughs> Man, I love you. <laughs> um Yeah, yesterday I had some friends come over. They all work out in we probably had uh, six bulls. <laughs> you know, living the, living the good life. <laughs> but um, wait. So what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the most useful product or service that you have bought yeah, the in the Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Uh, ever since I started smoking a lot more than I did in the past, I love my music. So. One of my favorite things, actually, as weird as it sounds, is smoking a bowl, bring the Bluetooth speaker in the shower, <laughs> and I'm in the shower for like 20, 30 minutes listening to Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. While I'm in the shower. And the Bluetooth is uh, it's water resistant, so that's awesome. Ah, great. <laughs> actually, right now, my phone is leaning right on it for this. Uh... <laughs> so, um, uh, the, the fourth question would be, um, what have you learned in the last two years that excite you the most? And we had like some guests that shared like something deeply personal about their health or relationships or their business or their fitness. Um, you could speak about anything. Like, what have you learned in the last two years that excite you the most? excite me the most? Yeah, or, or the most important realizations that you had. I know it's a hard question, right? <laughs> no, it's a... Um...
you know, we train we, to get stronger, you know, physical strength is important. And the, the physical strength Building that physical strength is also helps us build that mental strength, you know. But then, that said, the physical strength doesn't replace the mental strength. It never does. Um, I shared on social media about um, last year I was, I ended up in the hospital. I got committed by my, you know, uh, my, my family called 911 because I was like, you know, I was dealing with depression. And so I was in the hospital just for three days. But yeah, I mean, You know, doing 2,000 pull-ups, you know, uh, might sound impressive, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, there's maybe, maybe that, that helped me enough to get by. Um, but doing the 2,000 pull-ups, you know, it's a lot about mental strength. Too. That's what, and maybe that helped me. Maybe it didn't, but just shows you, you know, like I'm someone who ended up in the hospital, and yeah, a lot of times I still deal, uh, I still deal with the whole emotional, mental uh, issues a lot, and you know, actually, but um, yeah. Actually, I found, I found like the painting uh, helped me. And I think maybe, you know, I'm not an artist, uh, but I know many have said that, you know, they found it to be a type of relief when they were depressed or whatever. Uh, and it was when I was starting to deal with depression again that I actually found painting again as a good outlet, yeah. And now, you know, my people think I'm joking, but my five-year goal is actually to be a professional vagina painter. <laughs> so, and, you know, I'm on, I may be selling my first vagina painting pretty soon. Great. But yeah, um, you know, a lot. They they say that a lot of bodybuilders are compensating. You know, and that's true. You know, speaking just for myself. Yeah, you know, I mean.
it does it doesn't I mean it may it doesn't replace the whole mental strength or whatever. You know, like yeah, you can't assume even from people like looking at people just because, you know, they're fit. It's not always, you know. And I wonder we probably find, like a lot of competitors, they have like eating issues. They suffer eating disorder or whatever, especially from competing. But you know, and we have the body dysmorphia, so so maybe yeah, they do work out to compensate for these uh, shortcomings or perceived shortcomings. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, your most most important realization in the last few years ha has been um, that that physical strength doesn't replace like mental strength, right? Yeah, but at the same time, you know, building it, or maybe it does help. Like I said, it does help, but it doesn't okay. replace it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So um, the last question would be, what would you tell your 20-year-old self, Kane? You know, that's... Uh, I, I always go on the spiel when people ask me that. And okay. I'm pretty happy where I am. Despite, you know, when actually, when I'm not depressed, I'm fucking happy. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Uh, like, I mean, I, I, my lifestyle is such that, you know, I work from home with the online training. Uh, but most of the day, I spend either working out or painting. I have the freedom to paint, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm just saying, like, I, I appreciate where I am in life. Uh, so if I was to give my 20-year-old self an advice, If he listened to it, I wouldn't be where I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. You know, the whole domino effect, the timeline yeah. gets changed. You know, but... Um, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Kane, um Thank you very, very much for this great episode. Thank you very much for your great advice and sharing your story here. And um, yeah, I love this. So I'm sure that you've helped here like thousands of people. Thank you very much, brother. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs>